Hello and welcome to the second episode of Chimera Diaries. So the weather right now is better than yesterday. There's a scarcity of rain, the sun is shining, and the wind is good. I'm hoping you guys also have good weather. Anyway, let's talk about Nightfall. So what is Nightfall? This is a standalone novel by author Eliza Victoria, published in 2018 by Whisprint Inc. She has written Wounded Little Gods, Dwellers, co-created After Lambana with Martin Marvin Malonzo, and so much more. She has won literary awards in the Philippines and is also one of my favorite Philippine writers. Having read Wounded Little Gods, I was excited when I first got Nightfall. And it's a worthy read. So it's a lot different of an experience reading Wounded Little Gods, which I got maybe four years ago, against Nightfall, which I got just two years ago too. Wounded Little Gods, in contrast to Nightfall, focused a lot on mystery and the supernatural elements, while Nightfall focuses on the sci-fi genre and mystery. So first of all, science fiction or sci-fi is a staple genre in this era and the ones before. Advanced technology, ideas, space travel, etc. is a common theme in sci-fi. There are even sub-genres under it like cyberpunk, artificial intelligence, alien invasions, alternate histories. There are many movies centering on sci-fi. The possibilities are endless. So, Nightfall tells interconnected stories of futuristic Philippines plagued by a social structure dependent on riches, technologies, and powers that reach the sky, all tied together by a mystery. It kind of feels like a cyberpunk now that I think about it, but at the same time, not really. It is the perfect setting for that genre though. Technology and sci-fi are genre I rarely get to see in Philippine literature, including some Wattpad, but maybe I'm just not reading as much as I used to. It's very refreshing to see Philippine take on it, though as why I don't see it as much in books, I do see it in other media, like some teleseries or some movies, the latest one being Annie in the film festival. But it's not much, just as much in other countries if you think about it. I'm an avid reader, even if I'm a little stagnant these years in the community and sci-fi is one of my favorite genre, especially sci-fi done right. Most Philippine sci-fi I know are action-packed, rarely do they get engaged in mystery like this, but Nightfall is a mystery and social commentary both I think. It's actually quite accurate for me and my idea or what I imagine a futuristic Philippines would be like a little. Philippine literature and media post a lot more of fantasy and supernatural elements. They're easier to access and to relate to, I think, since the culture of the country itself is steeped in a lot of superstition and religion. There's a certain mysticism in a lot of Philippine lore that is so easy to get lost in or, like I said, access. Sci-fi as a genre is rare seen here but Nightfall delivers it so beautifully. The world building of Nightfall is wonderful. There's a lot of terms that are very easy to understand and it just immerses you in the story itself. 
on that note what interests me the most is the effect the world of nightfall has on the people in it the cast of characters are colorful in the way that they come from different backgrounds with clear and different philosophies in nightfall the richest people live in towers the higher the floor the richer and more powerful you are those that live outside the towers were not the poorest or even really that poor but getting into the tower is a dream come true for many people scramble for the opportunity to have a good life the social case couldn't be more obvious then there are the mods these are the gadgets that help people be more efficient like mini computers but even that has models that many could not afford particularly the ones that are implanted in your head it's a perfect setting for a dystopian or cyberpunk tale but isn't the cast of characters are so alive they're human and flawed and trying to survive i couldn't really put it into words and maybe i'm putting or giving a service to it with this review but i hope some of you enjoy nightfall if you do pick it up because it really is a great story it speaks a lot of the society the rich and the poor the justice system and growing technological advancements only up to the maximum degree the mystery in the beginning are all these interconnecting events that involve a lot of murder and human philosophies in the middle the sci-fi element were abundant and there are a lot of good ideas like the ai existence the body modification to a more technological one the immersion in artificial holographic experience cyber related things that are abundant throughout the book but what really is important in the story is the people i said that it could have gone into the cyberpunk and dystopian but didn't it's because of the characters none of them present themselves as special or even like the protagonists of many of the aforementioned genre their world is bitter and their lives are just as bitter maybe even more so in this case they have no way or sway in the grand scheme of things but before we discuss more into that let's have a little break hello and welcome back to the episode of nightfall so as i was saying the characters have no sway in the story or in the grand scheme of things that's why it's disqualified as a cyberpunk or a dystopian but first let's let's imagine this nightfall in the setting is comprised of a city with so many towers with hundreds or more floors that made them that makes them up there are floating markets there are holographic images all around you those that work at the ground level are considered dirty since the pollution is so immense in this place there's a lot of things going on including the fact that there are black markets that information is not as easily accessible and that anyone can be easily conned or manipulated in this 
technological world. The cast of characters that I'm going to mention live in this world. The first one that we are introduced to is Vanessa. Vanessa is a rich person. She lives in the tower. Her life is privileged, as you say, but she's not, what do you call it? She's not satisfied with this life. She wants something more, something real. But even as she wants that, she dabbles in illegal things that don't really make anything real for her. She cons people into meeting her, although not in the way that you're thinking or intentionally. intentionally. The second one is Criselda. She doesn't live in a tower, but she wants to. And she's willing to do many things to get it. Her life is not great. She has a dark past. She was conned and she's trying to live in a better world right now. She's trying and striving to be able to get herself out of the funk she found herself in. Another one is Carlos or Criselda's boyfriend. He's genuine and he works very hard for his dreams and for Criselda too. The second one is uh, Matthias which he's that mercenary type in most cyberpunks. Dark past, dark intentions, well not so dark intentions but he has this vigilante outlook in life that if the cops can't do it he might as well do it then there's dr antonio he's supposed to be an upstanding citizen and he lives in the towers like matthias but under that is well another dark secret and another hidden persona these people this slew of characters in nightfall are essentially powerless the story is a soft sci-fi that doesn't really focus on the protagonist. If this followed the common story format, I'd say these are the side characters who help shape the world of Nightfall. It works though, as we can see the society through their eyes and what the state it is. But like I said, they don't have sway in the grand scheme of things. They're powerless. They don't really fight back as you can see in most cyberpunk or dystopian movies or books like The Hunger Games or The Blade Runner. There's nothing like that here. Admittedly, the novels really scared me. I was reading it at night, okay? While reading it, it was very chilling. Just thinking of the possibilities in this book and how much it shows the humanity at its worst. That's really kind of scary for me. Although it is also very good. While the sci-fi parts were my favorite and something I wanted more of in the story, the real stars were the people and society. I might be sounding like a broken record, but that's what really stood out to me. The state of which the rich and poor, the effect of power, vigilante justice, or just system, and the rising technological advancements. It's a lot of world building, and I adored it. 
the mystery of the story can be slowly pieced together as you read more and more. You read one thing, a chapter previous, and chapters after you get to go, oh, so that's how it is. There's a small dropped facts that are all essential to each other. It isn't detective tale where you follow one person to solve it all. It's as you read that you, the reader yourself, see it all unfold. Since the story or the novel is actually interconnected one-shots, it's making sense why it, it goes or unfolds like that. There's actually no big mystery here and that's what disqualifies it as a cyberpunk besides the lack of clear protagonist. And the fact that they're all clearly, like I said, powerless in the face of the higher picture or society that disqualifies it as a dystopian story despite the fact that it's the perfect setting for that. All in all, this story tells of a world filled with lies, distrust, and cruelty. Eliza Victoria tells a very cynical and macabre tale and it might not be for everyone but I really wish there was book 2. I really, really do. Anyway, that's all for today. Thank you for listening. See you next episode. Bye!